This NASCAR Cup Series Driver Changes edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Sign up at gametime.co and use promo code CFBX for $20 off game time.co promo code cfbx drivers start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Staunchly against violence to one's mother, we are, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Villa Gomez. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I need to change that. I just I feel like we got to change with the times, right? But no. uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, we are against it, but if it's for a championship. All, all, all options are on the table. Though. It's still a fabulous quote. It's one of the classics that got, that went down uh, in NASCAR history, so gotta love it. Uh, all right, we are back for the third installment of our Driver Changes uh, series as we got going on. We started with trucks, went to Xfinity. Now we move on to the Cup. Not nearly as wacky and wild as the first two, but of course we talked about why it's those two series sort of, uh, are, there's still some good news. This that's for sure. A lot of change. I mean, this is probably more changes that we've had the last couple of seasons. So true. There is that. I mean, there's been some moving and shaking and maybe not the biggest names like we had last season with, you know, Tyler Reddick moving and Kyle Busch moving. I mean, some, some really huge moves, but still quite a few new new faces and new places this season there most certainly are uh yeah and to be honest with you this year obviously with the retirements that have happened uh i don't know that we had two i mean last year did we even have two drivers actually retire did anybody retire last year that that's a question i don't remember <laughs> well we should know that if somebody did retire um i feel like somebody did retire but last year last year was already like to- who was it? Because wasn't it Eric Amarola was supposed to retire, but didn't, but didn't, didn't. somebody else retire? Eh, I, I don't know. It, that, wasn't a, it wasn't a Kevin Harvick type of name. At no, least, so no. That. That, yeah, I mean, somebody I may mean, have Kurt retired. Bush, but... unceremoniously. Yeah, but right? that was. That wasn't really a, we a knew planned that retirement by any means. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. So. Oh, well. oh, I mean, listen. So here's the thing. Like, w- with these drivers that are, are changing over now. Obviously, we've known about the departure of, well, Kevin Harvick, right? Uh, for the whole year, uh, his, his announcement was early enough to where everybody started making plans for this. Uh, Eric Almarola sort of followed suit shortly thereafter, leaving a couple holes in the Man. in the SHR. So Eric didn't really announce until 
Well, I mean, I mean, the rumor started to fly towards the end of the season, but really, he didn't say he was retiring until what two races to go or something like that. He probably didn't even know that. He probably he probably woke up in the morning and they told him, well, I mean, "Hey, he, you retired, Eric." I mean, really, he went Brad Favre on us, right? He retired once before, and then Smithfield said, "Yeah, but what if we just buy you a bank?" And he's like, "Okay, fine, I'll stay." And then uh, this time, he actually is. I mean. Is he even retiring? Not really. He's just going back to the Xfinity like we talked about yesterday. But it's, yeah, retiring from full time for now, at least. Sure. I'll, I'll play for the Vikings and the Jets. Why not? Let's uh, <laughs> let's close my season off right. But exactly. Uh, so, yeah, really what we've been doing this whole series, if, if you're not just now joining us and you haven't listened to the first couple, make sure you go back and listen to that, because what we're doing is we're breaking down. The, the drivers that have changed teams, the, the new drivers, the new signings and all that stuff. And really what we're trying to tie it back to. And, and we've covered a little bit of this in our win totals episode, especially with the Cups. Uh, we haven't had the opportunity to do that with the Xfinity and the trucks yet because we don't have those odds. <coughs> I'm sorry, Santa has not come with those yet. But we haven't had a chance to really break Christmas. them. Christmas. We got a few more days. I'm Listen, <laughs> Santa, I got that line to you. Google, I already asked Google. If, if he can get a message to you and the voice said, yes, we can. So, uh, so really what we're doing is we're kind of, we're kind of breaking it down. I know, like I said, we talked a little bit about some of these drivers when we were talking about the win totals, but not all the win totals for these drivers were available either. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll break down these drivers. We'll, we'll tell you what it means for you for the short term, as far as looking out for futures bets on win totals, if they eventually come out championship totals, all that other stuff that, that you would want to bet on right now. And then, of course, how that carries through into the future. And as you look ahead toward building cards for your 2024 season, some of these names are going to factor pretty prominently in our shows going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, big time. And and if you only are listening to the cup ones, if you skipped over Xfinity and trucks, I don't really care about that. Like, if you're just of all a NASCAR fan and watching the sport, I would ad- advise it and say you should. But especially if you're betting on the sport, like get into Xfinity and trucks, because that's a lot of times where we have our best success. You know, it's, it's one of those things where everybody that's going to bet on, on NASCAR is going to watch the cup series, but not everybody gets into Xfinity and trucks as much. And there's some big advantages we can get there. And, and we seem to be able to find pretty good angles. And it's, it's, uh, I, I the cup series has so much parody right now. It, it makes it a little tougher and, and Xfinity and trucks, have their fair share of parity as well, but there really is more of a solid, you know, once somebody kind of gets going, we can pick up on things quicker. Um, and, and I just feel like as much success as we do have in the cup series, like we, it seems like Xfinity and trucks are almost better for us sometimes. So, and it's fun. It helps you get to know these guys. We're going to talk about some of these guys that are coming from the truck series that are coming from the Xfinity series. Now we know where they're good at, what their skill sets are how we can translate that to them being in the cup series as well. We've already got to jump up on casual. I only watched a cup series fan and stuff like that. So I would advise and, and implore you to go back and, and listen to those episodes because if you didn't get into those last season or, or, you know, you just stuck to the cup series, get into, to betting on playing DFS, you know, underdog prize picks, they offer, um, you know, the, the, uh, the pickums for four, these guys as well in trucks and xfinity it's all so much fun so yeah definitely go back and do that of course we love the cup series it's the top dog we know that but the other two series are are a hell of a lot of fun as well and what we've told you from time from from minute one again and i'll i'll, I'll continue to say this until you 
want to mute me when I say this, but we're here to teach you. We're here to teach you how to be. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I muted you. You already got, you already <laughs> muted me on there. It's funny you because. Said, you said to me to mute you, so I did it. <laughs> I listen, people probably already do. They're probably already skipping 15 seconds to try to not hear what I'm, I'm about to say, but we're trying to teach you. We're, we're, we're not here to just give you the picks. And if we were here to just give you the picks, our shows would be 15 minutes and you would probably listen to it a lot more. But I think over the years, you've come to appreciate really what we're, we stand for, and that's to get you more acquainted with the sport in general and not just, not just give you a casual gambling aspect of it, not to just give you something to cheer for on Sunday, but to literally make you a part of the sport and uh, for those of you who have joined us in Discord over the last couple of years, I think you, I think you understand. I think you get where we're coming from, and and I've seen all of you guys embrace that mentality, which is is refreshing because I I know that as these sports get more popular in gambling, and as gambling makes these sports more popular, there's going to be a lot of folks that just rely on I just want the picks, give me the picks, give me the picks, and that's fine, but it, isn't it more fun? if you actually know what's going on and you're not just relying on somebody to give you the picks, if I say something out of line, you know enough in your head to say, mm, not so fast, Rod. I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, Cole Custer's not going to come out and win 10 wins this year. I, I just, <laughs> who would, who would say that? Rod? I don't, I don't know, but if somebody did, hopefully we would give them enough ammo to, to know <laughs> that that's not going to happen, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Cody. What a- what a joke that was! Gosh, I'm there's still millions of that. there's <laughs> millions of ways come people could come at me, but yeah, I mean, listen, that that's really what it's ultimately about. And so, all of these shows, all of these episodes in the off season, they're really meant to teach you and and to get you ready so that when you start building your cards over the course of the season, you'll be a little more informed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you laid it out perfectly, and that's what it's for. And and this is the start of that, right? You get to know who's in these cars where they're coming from, what they've been doing, what we kind of expect. And then, yeah, you, you take it from there and, and run with it. You run, indeed, all the way to your cashing ticket, wherever that desk is that you take to cash tickets. That is where you run to. Uh, all right, we got some drivers to break down. Let's do that. But first, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy, just like Cody said, has a way for you to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, NASCAR, trucks, Xfinity, Cup, all that stuff. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. My favorite underdog pick em yesterday, for sure, was Kyron Williams. Love that guy. Love what he's done. Love what he's doing. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, you are going to get double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Well, Cody, let's let's just start from the beginning. Uh, obviously, as we start running down this uh, this list of drivers, not a lot changes at the top. We're going to go kind of numerically because that's what our good friends over at JSKI have done for us. They've given us a nice little numeric list of everything that's gone on. Um, and really, uh, the drivers and the changes and everything like that, one of the bigger changes for a, not necessarily a driver, but for the sponsorship in general. We'll just touch real quick on Bush Beer. Now joining uh, over Trackhouse, they're leaving... The, the SHR team moving over to Trackhouse. I only bring that up because what I want to figure out is, is that money going to take them from here, as you watch on YouTube, to 
here as you cannot see my finger anymore. Where's that put them and and how much are we putting stock into this this money? There's a big possibility it could. Uh, I mean, even more importantly, I think the question is what is SHR doing or going to do? You look and and they lose um the you know Bush beer which is anheuser Bush obviously a massive sponsor uh Smithfield is gone they've they've left the sport whether they come back in Xfinity with Eric maybe but they're not going to be at SHR and and they were one of the last like giant sponsors that had a majority of the season that that paid the really top dollar um so they lose that Hunt Brothers they're gone they left the four they're over with Joey Logano now in the 22 oof man it's just uh, I mean you know they announced Noah Gragson in the 10, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes the other day, in a black fire suit. There's no sponsors on it. Now, you assume Bass Pro, the relationship they had with Gregson, the relationship they've always had with Tony, maybe that will come into play. But I don't know. We, we've not heard anything on sponsorship for Josh Berry. Oof, I don't know. It's getting interesting over in the SHR camp. But I do think, I mean, Trackhouse, I, I believe they've got all their races sold for all the cars already. Um, you know, you look at this list that, that Jayski has here and, They've got Moose Fraternity through 25, Worldwide Express, Kubota Tractors is through 25, Jockey is through 25. Like they're loaded up in the sponsorship department. Trackhouse has done a great job with that and the way that they're kind of promoting their brands and stuff. So yeah, I think getting that Anheuser Busch money, that's that's you know, more money in the coffers and and what they can do with it. We talked about Ross and how he could be a sneaky guy to even make a championship run. So uh I would expect them to to be pretty solid over there in the in the trackhouse camp. As a team, in the one car. Well, yeah, and as a team, they're set for two wins. That's what the books have them as. Obviously, Ross Chastain at one and a half, and then Daniel Suarez at a half a win. And we talked about it again during the the win total episode. As far as Chastain's probably going to clear this one and a half, it may take a little bit more for Daniel to get over his half a win. But for sure, you would think that Ross gets over one and a half, which means. How many more over one and a half, and and how much more will this money help them accomplish that task? So, uh, really, again, from a driver's standpoint, nobody changes, but you cannot ignore that influx of money to this team and what this team's already accomplished versus what that much more money can do for a team like this and and put them over the edge. So, very excited to see what happens in that number one car, especially maybe the ninety nine by proxy, but um, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Let's move over to your favorite driver in the entire world. And he now makes his uh, debut in the number four car next season that has just been vacated by Kevin Harvick, who obviously has retired. Josh Berry. Josh Berry, who the books are giving 600 wins this season and have juiced the over at minus 600 uh, because they really think he's going to get 700 wins this year. Uh, but no, honestly, again, for Josh Berry, first year in the four car, we kind of talked about it a little bit, and we talked about it a, a lot more later on as far as I don't know what they're really expecting out of Josh Berry. That four car is fast, but Kevin Harvick even struggled in that four car last year. We thought he was going to be a top 10 machine. Let's put an asterisk on that. That four car was fast with Kevin Harvick in it. Yes, yes, that was, <laughs> yeah, four car was fast, with, but it wasn't, but it wasn't. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, last season, it was such a drop-off. And to me, it's like, well, okay, which car is Josh Berry going to get? Because even if he gets the faster four car, talent gets you only so far in that, right? We watched Josh Berry go through the Xfinity series. We saw all the trouble he had last year. I mean, it was almost like 
they were the same type of driver anyway, so they just replaced Kevin Harvick, a struggling Kevin Harvick, with a struggling Josh Berry, right? Josh Berry managed to get caught up in all of his teammates' shenanigans on the track, and so I feel like it was a rough season. But for him to earn the four-car, one, did he earn the four-car? And two, what are we even going to expect out of him this year? Yeah, so Josh Berry, great driver. I, I love him. When it comes to betting on him this season in particular, I'm going to be very off of him, and I, I've been vocal about that, and there's reasons for that. Josh Berry, a great driver. He's he's a blue-collar guy, works on his own race cars, all that stuff. You're pairing him up with Rodney Childers, one of the best crew chiefs in the garage. That's going to be a pairing. SHR, we saw it last season, right? Every time we would talk about him, it was SHR, uh, except for Kevin Harvick, right? He was the one exi- or the one, uh, whatever I'm trying to say. He was the one guy exception. That's the that's the word I was looking for. Exception. He's the one exception to the rule, um, and that's because he was Kevin Harvick. I, I didn't, and Rodney Childers. I think that helps, right? But now it's 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 a different look over there, and I think that and we talked about this before. The future is potentially very bright for SHR, right? They've got four younger drivers. Um, you know, Case Briscoe kind of leading the group, but, but Priest is really the older guy. Um, but it's all young guys. You've got two rookies in, in Barry, who, you know, who we're talking about. Gregson, we'll talk about in a minute. And we saw it with Hendrick, like we talked about, where they went with the young lineup and, and look what it is now. But it, it wasn't that right away. This isn't going to be that right away. Then let's toss in the fact that rookies just, it's very hard for rookies in NASCAR in the Cup Series. It's so different. You look at Ty Gibbs last season absolutely destroys everything up until that point. And he had a good, strong, solid season, but he wasn't winning races. He wasn't running top five every week. You're just not going to get that out of rookies, you know, and you go back uh, to the, in Gregson, same thing. I mean, again, he only ran part of the season, but wasn't tearing it up. I really had a, a bad season. The the part that he ran before he ended up leaving the team, you go back previous to that Austin Sindrick. Yes. He won the day 2,500 and, and had an okay season, but, you know, for the team that's won the last two championships and, and for for as much as he tore it up, I mean, all, he, again, he was a bumper from being a two-time back-to-back champion in the Xfinity Series, was great there, dominated the series, but the rookie year struggled a little bit, still struggled even last season. You go back to Chase Briscoe, wins, what, eight or nine races his last season in Xfinity, comes to the Cup Series, a little bit of a struggle. A guy like Tyler Reddick wins back-to-back championships in the Xfinity uh, in two different teams, right? Then he comes to the Cup Series. It's not a smooth, perfect transition. It's just really, really hard for rookies to win. It's really hard for rookies to have top performances in the Cup Series, even when they're the most talented guys. So you've just got to pump the brakes on him. <laughs> the books are very high on him, um, which I think is going to come into our favor early in the season when it comes to betting on him. Probably going to fade him in some head-to-heads. He's got some Cup experience. I know he filled in for the Hendrick guys the last couple of seasons and everything. But you just got to pump the brakes. SHR, they've got some steps to take, some money to find maybe, right? They, they're lacking in the sponsorship department. I know Gene's got a lot of money. Tony's got plenty of money too. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be a tougher transition, especially for the rookies on this team. Um, and, and so I've got fairly low expectations. I think we'll see a solid season from him, and he'll have some decent runs and pop up here and there, not expecting him to compete for wins. Not expecting him to be top five or top ten every week by any means. Um, but I, I think it'll be a decent season. And I think long term, this will be a good play for SHR, for Barry, for the four team. Really, again, they're just going to miss having that bush on that on that hood. They're going to miss having it in that garage. 
When you're staring at a big question mark by sponsor on that, it definitely does not make you feel all that good. So really, it'll be it'll be interesting to see the dynamic over there. And Are we going to have three Haas automation cars out there? <laughs> three Mahinda tractor cars out there. I mean, I'm sorry, the sponsor will be Mahinda tractors. I know the cars will already be Mahinda well, tractors. Well, yeah. <laughs> They've uh, already had some Mahinda tractors out there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be just interesting to see that whole dynamic. And and like you said, I mean there's gonna be money to be made, especially when they start pairing these, you know, Josh Berries and maybe they give us like a Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, kind of a young driver, old Xfinity type of head to heads, and I would definitely take Ty Gibbs out of that every every second of every day. So yeah, yeah be even if, I mean if he's getting paired up with his teammate in uh, Briscoe or or um uh, Priest, I'm gonna probably look towards Briscoe and Priest just because They've been around a little bit. They've got a little more experience. Um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be ways to fade him in the head-to-head market. Was he one? Did we get win totals on him? I can't remember. We didn't. The, did. the championship totals, though, 66-1, to 60-1, to one, yeah. depending on where you found it. And, His again. 500 number was way too low. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. It's, the books are, are very high on him. But, again, in season, we'll hopefully be able to use that to our advantage until they adjust. So, that's the type of things we're looking for with, with this right now. Indeed, trying to get our early, early leans so that we can build our our betting strategy as we head into 2024. Speaking of strategy, it shouldn't have to take strategy to buy tickets. Telling you right now, you should be able to just buy tickets. I don't know what it is and why it got so convoluted over the last few years to be able to just walk up to a counter and actually buy a ticket for yourself. People don't do that anymore. So now you have to go and you have to fish through all of these sites that try to take advantage of you because you don't know whether or not you're going to get to see the concert until sometimes the day before and maybe even sometimes the day of. And so now you're left searching for A seats, B, not getting gouged by those seats, three, trying to figure out whether or not you're going to get them in time because they're going to mail them to you and you can't get them the day before. Can you tell I'm getting stressed out just by talking about this? Well, guess what? That, those days are gone. Game time has made this officially stress-free ticket buying season because you can buy your tickets using the Game Time app and get so many perks out of it. You're going to get the Game Time guarantee. That means that they got your back. When you buy on Game Time, your ticket's going to be on time. They're going to be authentic. Don't have to worry about getting scammed. You're going to get low fees, better prices. Plus, all of it takes place on your phone means you don't have to wait for them to come in the mail. You don't have to try to fish through your inbox to hope and that it didn't go to the spam folder. All those stressors are gone. You can buy tickets. You can buy them last minute even because, again, with your phone, the ticket goes right to it. You don't have to sit there and wait and hope it gets in the mail to you. Oh, so many good things about game time. Make sure you are taking advantage of it. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Plus, game time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the game time app, create an account, use code CFBX for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort out all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching. Start winning. 
with Hall of Fame bets. We will continue down this rabbit hole that we have set up for ourselves and uh, move on to the next driver. Surprise, surprise. Another Stuart Haas driver to talk about. First, we talked about the four, vacated by Kevin Harvick, and now the 10, no longer driven by Eric Almarola, and Smithfield took their bacon and went home. Uh, they, they uh, yeah, what did they do? Was it come home with the bacon? What is it? Bring home the bacon. Well, they, yep, they took their they, bacon home. They took them. the bacon home. Yeah, yep. they did. <laughs> I'm here um, all day, yeah, folks. This, <laughs> this one is, is kind of a similar situation, right? And the 10 car been a point of many rumors throughout the season you know who was going to replace him was it going to be zane fifth honestly i'm still kind of shocked it wasn't and and ford allows him to leave and he ends up in a chevy car which we'll talk about in a bit which very shocking Uh, mcdowell was rumored pretty heavily to maybe come to this team for a bit then the season ends and, and everybody knows it's Cragson, but for some reason we wait and we wait and we wait to make the announcement and then late in December, here we make it, and, and there's still no sponsors, like I mentioned. The whole thing's a little interesting. I, I know that he, you know, obviously unceremoniously left Legacy in the middle of the season. He was suspended for a bit. He's been reinstated and everything. I, I don't know. Just just an odd situation, but very much like the Barry thing. Gregson will not technically be classified as a rookie. Most likely NASCAR hasn't decided yet, but he, he ran enough of a rookie season last year. I think they won't classify this as a rookie season. You still got to treat him like a rookie driver, right? He didn't get to complete that full season. Um, and again, it's the same thing. Like Gregson is very talented. We saw what he could do in the Xfinity series. Like tore it up there. He won a ton of races. Um, and you know his his uh, what his persona is is great for the sport. I love it. Right, the the unbuttoned shirt and the, and the mullet look and and you know he's got his throwing up celebration. I guess you can call it or or whatever the case may be. But. Um, I think that long-term, again, a good play for Stuart Haas, and I think this will pay off. Both of these guys, Barry and Gregson, are, are multi-year deals. But early in the season, I think we're going to continue to see them struggle, continue to see them try and get their footing. Another thing, too, um, for Stuart Haas, this is their last season under contract with Ford. Lots of questions going forward. Um, do they remain with Ford? If another manufacturer I – mean, I mean, if another manufacturer were to enter the sport – Stuart Haas is kind of that perfect team to go lead that charge, right? Whether it be Honda, whether it be Dodge again, or or whatever other manufacturer ends up maybe coming in. Again, not really heard anything lately, so maybe that's not going to happen right away, but would be interesting. That could put it in a situation where you're in the lame duck like Legacy was this season, depending on how that all ends up working out. But um that's just another thing that's kind of up in the air there, right? Been a lot of talk of maybe Dale Jr. ends up buying in this team eventually. So maybe they switch over to Chevrolet with Jr. there. Uh, again, a lot of questions surrounding SHR and everything going on there. But I, I think it's pretty much the exact same argument as as with Barry. Um, and you, you've got to kind of look at it. Uh, am I still there? Yes, you are. I just, my, can you hear me? Yes, absolutely. I can't hear you. Oh, okay, there we go. I, my computer just absolutely freaked out. I don't know. Did I, was I talking the whole time? No, you were. It was great. No one, no one would ever know if you didn't know. And now, oh. you know, I don't edit anything out, so now everybody knows. <laughs> until until I stopped. So yeah, now everybody knows. But that's okay. I wanted to make sure. So, but yeah, basically, it, it's the same same story as with Barry. Where long term, I think a good play early on this season and, and throughout the season, I think you're going to end up kind of fading them just because it's going to take time for for this to all click and and for him to get 
comfortable again and everything, but the talent is there. We know that, that the Stuart Haas cars are capable of it, so just have to kind of wait and see. And really, you look across the board. This is a youth movement. I say youth. I know Barry's a little bit older than the rest of everybody in that in that camp, but this is sort of a, you know, they move away from the, the seasoned veterans in Harvick and Almarola, and now they bring in a Gragson. They've still got Priest. They've got a young-ish Briscoe. I, all these kids are kids to me anymore. It doesn't even matter. Even Josh Berry. But even, you know, for Josh Berry, obviously, they you know, his story, right? Obviously, the way he came up and, and how he ended up getting that car in the first place. So, it, it will be a building year, right? This is this is one where you watch your favorite football team or your favorite sports team in a rebuild mode where they're getting rid of all the veterans that maybe some won them some Super Bowls or some World Series or some Stanley Cups and you know, they're just sort of unceremoniously kind of going away now so the young kids can come in and, and that's what you're watching right now with SHR. So like you said, when they start building these head to heads, when they start building these weekly things, I mean it's it's just a matter of a pick your poison, you know, top, top groups. If, if there's a top group in there that, you know, we can steal a Briscoe out for a, a decent finish or whatever. Um, you know, it, it just, or even top Fords in, in super speedways quite possibly pull that as well. So yeah, there's a lot of angles to take here, but for Gragson, this is going to be his season to prove that he's uh, grown up and the controversy aside as a young driver, again, he killed it in the Xfinity series, which is why, which is why he was probably so cocky heading into the Cup series, right? And and there's two schools of thought, right? There's there's the Ty Gibbs who came down, kind of kept his head down in the Cup series. He did get a little bit out of control every once in a while, but you know he got tamped down pretty quickly. But for Gragson, you know, shirt off, Wendy's. <laughs> Baconator all over the place. Throwing punches at Kansas. Throwing punches at Kansas. Like, that was that was the opposite end of the, the spectrum. So, I'm wondering which Noah Gragson we see in this 10 car. Will Stuart Haas have a little more say in his in his off-track uh, um, behavior? Did you, did you ever see legacy? Tony Stewart race, Rod? <laughs> you know what? Touche. You are absolutely correct. I, that is true. He probably does he want a boisterous like, guy. He is. He is kind of the the Tony Stewart type of of today. Whereas you know, with that that attitude, I guess. But yeah, it's going to be again. I, I don't want to compare it too much to Hendrick because I'm not saying they're going to be what Hendrick is in a few years. But you know, with Hendrick, you had Jeff Gordon and and Jimmy Johnson and Casey Kane and Mark Martin and, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. and and those guys all kind of go away, and it's like. You got a young Chase Elliott, okay. You know what's he going to be? And William Byron, who who the hell is that? And Alex Bowman, he's been driving starting parks, and and it's you know this changing of the guard, and and they didn't, they were not Hendrick, not that long ago was not a very good team for a few years, kind of like Stuart Haas is right now. Again, they've got these guys locked down long term. Maybe in a few years, it's like, oh shit, uh, like this is you know because Stuart Haas, same thing a couple of years ago. You had you know Eric Almaroli, you had Kevin Harvick, you had Kurt Busch all on the team. Now it's the you know the opposite, and the, and it is the youth movement and the young guys. So I think that long term it's going to be great. I think short term th there's going to be plenty of opportunities to to fade these new drivers. Agreed. Uh, all right, let's move to the number sixteen car. There is one driver of note that could possibly, and I'm no, I don't even know if this is news. <laughs> we know that AJ Allmendinger is going to be driving this this car part time as he's moving back down to the Xfinity Series full time to try to snag. Uh, what is it, chasing trophies? He's going to try to chase his trophy down there 
in the Xfinity series, which again we both talked about yesterday in the uh, Xfinity series, right? Probably the better move for him. Probably the 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 way that he's gonna succeed the most. But that leaves that car open for a better part of the season. Ty Dillon, anybody? There there's talks, there's conjectures. Yeah. He doesn't have a ride. <laughs> Well, if we want to prove we're not choosing trophies, then yes, get Ty Dillon in there for some more races. Um, but yeah, AJ Allmendinger for the Daytona 500. Go ahead and sign me up for betting him to finish in the top five, in the top ten. AJ Allmendinger is so good at super speedways. It's such an underrated piece of his his racing and his craft. He's very good at them. Cannot wait to bet on him in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this car has kind of gone back and forth, right? At times, maybe Noah Gregson was going to go to the 16 and and... Uh, you know, they made the remark that they were going to shock the world with people they signed. I don't know if that was in reference to Daniel Hemrick. I don't want to say his name, but I guess that shocked the world that they were done chasing trophies. But uh, Ty Dillon was the rumor. It was AJ coming back. Nobody really knows it. And now it looks like it's going to be back to two seasons ago where they're piecing and partner together. So then that, that makes you kind of wonder, like, who else might be in this car? So AJ going to run at, at Daytona. You likely see him at a lot of the road courses. Does SVG get in this car um, to, to fill some of the races? Uh, you look at the Chevrolet camp and and um, got guys like Austin Hill. Maybe they end up throwing him in here for a couple of races, right? Coming over from from the Chevy camp um, or, or what other stuff they do. And, and you look at their other Xfinity cars, Josh Williams. I don't know if you're going to put him in there for any cup races. And, and SVG, we talked about, of course. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be kind of interesting to see how they piece and part this together. Do you end up with a JJ Yaley type who's been bringing money to RWR, not going to have that opportunity this season. Maybe he keeps that going with, with the collar. I don't know. It's going to be very interesting because a couple of years ago, you know, you had Almondinger, you had Hemrick, you had Gregson in the car. And so it was a nice mixture of, of different drivers and, and different talent levels for sure. Um, but yeah, this car is kind of just up in the air and, and interesting. I mean, it's awesome. We're still going to see AJ, get opportunities and, and I think it's probably going to be where AJ picks and chooses and I want to do these types of races and, and he's good at super speedways obviously you want to run in the Daytona 500 right every every stock car driver wants to do that um, and, and then the road courses where we know he's going to have an opportunity he won one last season um, so I think that'll be good we talked about how much happier he's going to be um, so there's going to be very good opportunities to bet on AJ when it comes to super speedways if he's in the car like he will be at Daytona when it comes to road courses, he's going to be a guy you're going to have to highlight his name because of how good he is there. So I think we will be talking about this car in those situations. I'm assuming anyone else that gets in this car, maybe SVG gets in, we'll, we'll maybe talk about him, depending on where you know, might be fading him, depending on, on what his head-to-heads are and how much the books believe in him after what he did last season. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they fill it. Um, but it will be a car that, that will be talked about. Well, and you got to figure too. You can't really for for SVG the most ideal place for him would be road courses, but that's the same place that AJ Allmendinger is the ideal place for. So, are they going to be Rochambeauing? They're going to kick each other in the nuts to see who can withstand it the longest, try to get a crack at those road courses because that's that's AJ Allmendinger's specialty, right? Those road courses. And if SVG is coming in as another road course ringer. Well, and that might be where SVG gets in the Project 91 car for road courses, and then maybe he runs some ovals to get more experience in in the 16 car other place. I, who knows? It you will see. I suppose we will see. Indeed, uh, we skipped right over that 15 car. We we talked about trying to oh, talk yeah. about Rick Ware. 
earlier. We know J.J. Yaley is going to be in one of these cars, the 15 no, or the 51. he's not. <laughs> no? J.J. Yaley's out. I don't know why. Why well, I don't think J.S.K.E.S. has updated this. So oh, my bad. we'll just talk about old Rickware cars because we don't know who's going to be in which one. You know, Justin Haley uh, has signed to be in one of them, and we assume that's the 51. See, there it is. But Justin Haley, not J.J. Yaley. Actually, J.J. Haley, his name, um, but it sounded too close to J.J. Yaley, so they went with Justin Haley instead. Little little fun fact nugget for you there, um, but he was JJ Haley before before he got to this level, and they were like, well, JJ Yaley's still hanging around, so let's change it up." Um, but yeah, so Yaley and the part time guys are going to be out. It's going to be two full time Rick Ware cars. Um, Justin Haley, which again was kind of a shocking, you know, coming over from the colleague in that thirty one where he did an okay job for the equipment he was in. Uh, he's going to be in one of those cars, probably the fifty one. Um, and then just announced in the last couple of days, and, and Jayski hasn't updated this yet, um, Kaz Grala is, is going to be full-time in the other one, which, uh, you know, is, he's he's run some races, and he ran some of the 50 car, um, and then he's been in the other series and had some success. Kind of a road course guy. Definitely watch him there. Um, I'm very interested to see kind of what step Rickware takes, right? Because they were in, in jeopardy of losing a charter. They had, they had reached the low thresholds of, it was at NASCAR's discretion if they wanted to take the charter away from, from Rick Ware this past season. They elected not to because they feel like Rick Ware is attempting to make progress. And, and by signing Haley to a long-term deal, right, that seems to make a progress. They're enhancing their relationship with RFK. They're in the RFK shops. Uh, Keselowski seems to be fairly involved in it. Um, Cody Ware has actually been reinstated to the series after all the charges were dropped. But it doesn't look like he'll be in either of these cars, which... I think it's probably the correct move for, for Rick Ware if they want to prove that they're trying to win. Uh, Cody, love your name, but that's about it. Uh, <laughs> doesn't seem like a great guy other than that, unfortunately. Um, but I think that it is a step for, for Rick Ware. Yeah, how big of a step, right? I don't think we're going very far. Probably not going to – maybe Super Speedways. We'll talk about these guys. Uh, Haley is a great Super Speedway driver, so maybe you will end up getting in on him there. Other than that, you're likely not going to really talk about these cars. But – Nice to see them kind of solidify. I mean, they're really the bottom team now, right? The, the BJ McLeod live fast charter was sold to Spire. Uh, Spire, I think, is above Rick Ware. So on the pecking order right now, Rick Ware sits all the way at the very bottom. So going to be interesting to see if they kind of take some Spire steps where, you know, they're stacking their own pennies and, and kind of taking the steps like Spire has been. Um, but, yeah, obviously, you're not going to go real crazy on these cars uh, other than maybe some some super speedway interactions here and there because – uh, some some possibilities there. Probably the most time we'll spend all year on Rickware Racing, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at here for the 15, and I guess by proxy the 51. We don't know who's going to be driving which, so we'll just kind of lump them both into that same category. So we'll just kind of cover our bases on that one. I do love 15; that is my number. So unfortunately, I just want big things for whoever drives the 15 car. Just hopefully you get Haley because I think he'll have the better. I honestly, I. I this would be a great opportunity, books, to give us top twenties because that's where you could start to talk me into betting, you know, spot betting on Justin Haley in certain positions because I think he will get some some decent finish. Like uh, that's something I can see for them. Not not gonna be top twenty every week by any means, but I can see some random. Wow, look at Justin Haley uh, in the in the Rick Ware car getting a top twenty finish this week. Like I feel like that's going to be a topic this season a couple of times here and there. Um, and so that would be a great opportunity to be able to bet on these guys. Um, and, and you could still give us the shit box specials, uh, you know, for the, for the head to heads, we would take that as well, but I'd love to see top twenties. Cause I think that's somewhere where, where Haley specifically, 
you maybe would start to dabble on him a little bit here and there because I, I think that that's the type of thing you expect out of this team, right? Is is let's start getting a couple of top twenties, like some baby steps, right? Just taking small steps forward, but I think that's where they could could take those steps. Somebody you won't convince Cody to bet for, even if you gave top thirty numbers, <laughs> is our. Next I don't even driver. want top thirty six. I wouldn't even bet on this guy. That is one Daniel Hemrick. He will be driving the number 31 car this year for College Racing. Uh, He's moving away from the Xfinity Series, taking his ride to the Cup Series. And honestly, I know Cody is not a big fan of this. And he's got 47 career Cup starts to his name. He ran a full season in 2019. Only nine races last year, or I'm sorry, in 2022. Last year was a full-time Xfinity Series. He didn't even didn't even see the Cup uh, races. So, I mean, I don't know, Cody. Is your hatred of him going to extend to this series as well? I mean, there's not going to be any love for him. I, look, I, I'm sure he's a great guy. Again, we've talked about it. He just he cost me so much money in the Xfinity Series multiple times taking out cars for me. Multiple times I tried betting on him, and he just absolutely fucked me over. So that is where my dislike for Daniel Hemrick comes, not for anything else. Um, and I do think he's a bit overrated. Now he is an Xfinity Series champion, and you'll never take that away from him. Uh, it's <laughs> That's like the one thing that he's got that you can't really harp on, right? And I mean, never won any other races besides that in Joe Gibbs' cars. Like, again, the fastest cars in Xfinity Series couldn't do shit. But he happened to win that one race at the end of the season in a dramatic finish and edged out Cindric and gets the championship and he'll forever be a champion. So he's got that to his name. The call of cars aren't great. We know that. Um, really, they kind of suck overall. Justin Haley is, is for what talent he has. I'd say he's more talented than, than Hemrick. And he didn't do much in this car last season. Again, the 16 is kind of a mess. Their Xfinity program is kind of all over the place. They say they're chasing trophies, but they're lying to you about that. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to have, I have no interest at all in this. And Hemrick, his cup series full-time season was in the eight car before Tyler Reddick got in that car and he didn't do shit in it. Then you put Tyler Reddick in there and and Reddick looks pretty good. Again, I just, Hemrick is not that talented of a driver and and he brings money to the table and that is so important and important in the sport and great for him. Uh, I'm glad for him, but I don't think he's that talented. I don't think you're going to bet on him very often. Um, and that's probably about the end of talking about him this season, to be honest with you, because I don't think this, th- I mean, this 31 car is not going to be in the mix hardly anywhere, maybe some super speedways here and there. But other than that, like if you get top 20 numbers, maybe Rod will look at him a couple of times, but I probably <laughs> won't. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of glad we don't, we'll talk about him less this season than we did last season, hopefully. Well, what cracks me up is that we talked about Haley a little more in that 31 car than I think we're going to talk about Hamrick in it. But uh, in in his career starts, one top 10 in the Cup Series. I'm sorry, three top 10s, one top five. Although in Xfinity, 104 top 10s in six years, 54 top fives. But just one the win. one win. So, <laughs> yeah. Again, it, it, it's going to be tough sledding for Hamrick in a second full-time season. That 31 car maybe a borderline top 15 in some weeks. Uh, Cody doesn't think so, but I, I think I think we could give him the benefit of the doubt here and there. Uh, on, could on Justin Haley outrun him in the Rick Ware car? Oh, that would be yes. hilarious, wouldn't it? That is the, that's the championship head-to-head I want. He <laughs> finishes better in the points. Daniel Hemrick or Justin Haley. I'll take Justin Haley all day. Uh, all right. Let's move over to the 
popular guy on the block that I think Cody's even more excited about than anything. Yes. First of all, we know Legacy is no longer a Legacy Motor Club. Put your pinkies up. Is no longer a hold on. Hold, eh, no longer a uh, Chevy team. It is now a Toyota team. One of uh, not as many over there in the Toyota camp. So obviously, we think there's going to be a little more resources allocated toward this. And one of the big puzzle pieces of the puzzle to fall into, into place over the last couple of months was the announcement of John Hunter Nemechek taking over that 42 car in which Noah Gragson vacated earlier. Uh, this is an exciting one in that we know John Hunter Nemechek, Toyota driver from the Xfinity series coming over now to take over this, this 42 car. And here's the thing. I, first of all, I love that Sunseeker is still going to stay there uh, as, as a sponsor. That's, that's definitely a big one for him, but we know his talent. We know he was a favorite just each and every week in the Xfinity series. Always had heavy bets on him for wins, for top threes, for top Toyotas, for all those bets. Now he gets to be in a situation where, I mean, we, he's already run in the in the Cup series. It's not anything new to him, so he gets another round of it. We think this is going to be a more improved Legacy Motor Club team this season. So this is an, actually an exciting development. And, and somebody I think we're going to be talking about a lot this year. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a fair amount of talking on him. And I'm going to have to try and, and tame myself, I think, because I loved him so much in the Xfinity. Like, again, it, you, you get to be fans of certain drivers or not fans of them, Dan and Emmerich, in, in certain cases when it comes to betting because, they're, you know, it's just like a player in the you know NFL when you bet on their team or you bet on their player prop and they're making you a ton of money. Like, yes, I love that guy or in fantasy football, whatever it is. Like that's been the case with John Hunter. He made me a shit ton of money last season in the Xfinity series. And I loved him. I've got high expectations for this, this team. I, I think Eric Jones is going to have a stellar season. I can't wait to bet on him quite a bit. Um, and I think they take a big step. John Hunter, not a rookie, right? He's got the full season in the 38, a few years ago. It's been a few years. It's the next gen car. So I think you're going to have to temper expectations a little bit. He's still going to be almost like a rookie. Um, and so I think that will hold him back some. But I think he might be a sneaky guy for some top 10 bets here and there. Uh, if we can get him in the right spots. I, I think that the Toyota, I think that's a huge step for them. I mean, I was listening to Jimmy Johnson talk, and, and Jimmy was at Hendrick his entire Cup Series career. He was with Chevy his entire Cup Series career. And, and he buys into this team, and a year later they switch from Chevy to Toyota because he wants to win, and he believes that, they just have, you're not going to go up the pecking order at, at Chevy. There's teams that have been at Chevy for 10,000 years in Hendrick and RCR. And, and there's all these, you know, track houses in here. Rod's got his pinky up because we're talking about legacy still. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think that it's going to be a big solid move for them. I expect a lot from this team. I'm going to have to try and, and temper my expectations, I think, a little bit on John Hunter. Um, but I think he can have a solid season. And I think that he's going to be a guy we're going to talk about in some head to head spots. You know, early in the season, you get him matched up against a Josh Berry. I think I'm going to take the the Nemechek side of that probably a lot of times. If you get him matched up against a Gragson as well, I would love to take that. I think it's going to be a strong season from him. Does he get to victory lane? Probably not, right? I, I don't think that we're going to see that this season from him, but we know how talented he is. You know, was a full-time Cup Series guy, decided to take the step all the way back to the trucks, dominated the trucks, moves up to Xfinity, dominates Xfinity. Still going to be running that 20 car part-time. I think that's going to help his confidence, going to help him continue to get laps and, and comfortability, right, um, and have that that relationship with Gibbs. And, and even he admitted that, you know, that was part of waiting to sign because was Truex going to retire? Was there going to be an opportunity in the 19? Like, 
he will be the next driver in that 19 car when when Truex retires, probably after this season. So next season, 2025, when he's in the 19 car, I'm going to love betting on him. Uh, it'll probably be the 18 car, but in what is the 19 team right now. Uh, but this season, again, temper the expectations a little bit, but I like him a lot more than the other guys we've talked about so far. And I think there was going to be more opportunities to bet on him in a positive way than on those guys. Yeah, and we this is one of the drivers we did not get a win total on. Would have loved to have seen it, but for John Hunter Nimacek, 150 to 1 are his championship bids. Like you said, I mean, even if there were we were to get win totals on him, I think it'd be a half a win, and I think you would have to probably go toward the under. This 42 car, this 43 car, they're both good cars. They're both piloted by good drivers, but... Legacy probably won't win anything this year. Next Ooh, year. Give me, give me the over on Eric Jones half a win. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. I want it. All right. Well, yeah, I think you did kind of talk a little bit about that earlier. So, yeah. A um, lot of fun, though, to, to pay attention to what's going on. Me as a Jimmy Johnson fan, excited to see how uh, he actually drives in this 84 car when he gets a shot at doing it. Hopefully, this year he gets to run a little more than he did last year uh, because I miss seeing that guy out on the track. Uh, all right, move over, Beethoven. Here comes Zane Smith. He will be driving the number 71 uh, car this year for Spire. I mean, are you excited? First of all, we know Zane Smith from the truck series. We know the the championship driver that he is in that series. But now he's moving into the Cup Series, and we've seen him drive in the Cup Series already. So he's not necessarily a raw-raw guy. He's, he's been in there a few races or, or three or four. Um, but Zane Smith, 71, I just wish he gotten better equipment. I mean, I know Spire is, is an up and coming, but it's still, it's Spire asterisk. He's a track house driver. True. So it's going to be Spire equipment with the, the track house bump on it. So I'll be interested to see what that means. Um, I'm more excited for all this Spire movement for what it means for my guy, Corey LaJoy because I think that's going to be big steps for him. Um, but again, this is the same the same rookie speech, right? And it's not easy for rookies, and he's coming straight from the truck series, which that's something we've really seen lately. Now, a lot of drivers are saying the trucks relate more to this Cup Series car than the Xfinity Series does. So uh, making that jump seems to make sense. And, and Zane Smith is a veteran truck guy at this point. He's, he's been in the truck series for a while. Won a championship, had multiple, you know, multiple second place finishes in the championship as well. Um, so I expected a decent season from him. Uh, super Speedways, I think, is definitely a place we'll be able to to look at betting on him. Corey's really good at Super Speedways. He's good at Super Speedways, or has been in the Truck Series. If they're able to work together, I think there could be some really positive results from that. Outside of that, probably not a guy we're going to be betting on a lot. Um, but again, look for him to try and get some top twenty runs. Uh, and whatnot. Um, but uh, again, long-term plays, Spire just continues to seemingly take the right steps, right? They, they've been building it up. You've had Corey just continue to get better and stack those pennies. Now they've absorbed, you know, the KBM truck team. They're pouring a lot of money out there. They've got all this gain bridge money coming in from the Andretti's, all this stuff. Uh, and so I think it's progressing forward. And, and again, this is kind of a team with these three drivers now as Aspire paid $40 million for this charter specifically, uh, you know, to, to lean lo, loan it out to track house or however the deal they have going works. But um, again, long-term, I, I think that this team is, is really on the right track this season. Are you going to do much with it? Probably not super speedways. Yes. 
Um, but excited to see Zane get his opportunity and excited to see where it can go. A thousand to one for Zane Smith to win the championship. We talked about that a little bit <laughs> not, earlier. Not worth your bet. No. Uh, no. But, you know, that, that kind of does give you an idea of where the books kind of see him and this team. So if you can find some head-to-heads, I mean, I would probably take Zane Smith in a head-to-head over Daniel Hemrick in, in many instances, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, again, it, it just pick, your, pick and choose your spots depending on where we're getting him and who we're getting him against. As far as top 10s are concerned, maybe at a super speedway, uh, you know, maybe at... Uh, because like you said, Cody, he's coming almost directly from the truck series. I mean, he's dabbled in the Xfinity series. He's got 12 starts in three seasons there. He's got, what, nine starts in uh, in the Cup series. Eight of those Man, came last year, so... Had some really good... I mean, that first start he made a couple of seasons ago, filling in for Keselowski, like, had a very good run there when, when Keselowski had COVID. Um, and then he had some great runs in the 42 as he was filling in there last season. So is that right? Did he no, it was the 30, 42? the 38 and the 36. Oh, that's and the 51. Yeah, he was in the, yeah, I'm, I was thinking of the next guy we're talking about. He's the one who filled out of the 42. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was in the, yeah, the 38 car, a couple of races where he kicked, uh, you know, kicked, kicked Gilland out there, but, uh, and then 36, but yeah, had some strong showings. Um, so yeah, I, I think that again, it's more of a long-term play and I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to be around for a while. Not going to look at him too much this season, but we'll pick and choose your spots on him. Yeah. Top 10 in Charlotte. Uh, 10th place finish, 13th at Daytona, where his two best finishes of the season for. Oh, man, that top, I mean, top 10 in Charlotte in front row equipment, like that goes a long way to show you what the, the possibilities are, right? And, and is he going to get many top 10s this season? Probably not, but down the road, he's definitely going to be a guy, especially again, the Spire part of it. That's really the. That's the caveat in here that we don't know. Like, is Spire fully just going to prepare, or is Trackhouse going to fully prepare this car? And are they going to have more data on that car specifically and more of the Trackhouse setups? Like, could it be? I mean, if that if he's getting the same equipment Daniel Suarez is by some chance in this deal, <laughs> give me Zane Smith over Daniel Suarez most weeks. Like, so that's that's the range of how this could go. Is is he could be hanging out with Daniel Hemick towards the back? or he could be competing with, with Daniel Suarez in the middle of the pack. Like we don't exactly know what this situation is. We don't exactly know how this is going to work with, with the Spire slash track house deal of it. Um, in a why track house just didn't buy the charter and make it their own team. I don't understand either, but again, I'm sure there's, there's reasons for everything that's happening, but yeah, I'll be interested to see exactly what type of equipment he's getting and, and how good he could potentially could be. Cause if it starts to be where he's running with Suarez every week, then, He's going to be a guy we're going to maybe talk about betting some more on top tens or, or taking here and there in, in different spots. So this one is definitely one you're going to have to watch closely through the season and kind of see how it's progressing because there might be that opportunity to start jumping in on it. Another driver making the jump from the truck series to the cup series with very minimal starts in the Xfinity and uh, even the cup season, uh, cup series in his own right is Carson Hosevar. He'll be driving that other Spire Chevy, the number 77 this season, we know Carson Hosevar, fantastic truck driver uh, until he has vendettas against other drivers on the track. In which did you see that? Uh, did you see that video from the St. Louis Dome race on the dirt tracks last? Oh yeah, last you you shared that in the Discord. Yeah, yeah. not <laughs> making just, friends he anywhere. Pissed some guy off like the second lap of a race, and the guy just absolutely fucking destroyed him as he because he the guy got a flat tire or whatever, and he just runs up and just destroys Hosevar like. 
dude just not making friends anywhere. No, and I mean honestly, that wreck if that happened in any other any other series, you would be looking at fines and suspensions <laughs> and that dude just literally drove like it was a monster truck driving over yeah, a yeah, school just bus. Like drove over top. It was yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> but uh yeah, Carson Hosevar in the championship last season, right? In, in the in the actual midst of winning a championship and then kind of pisses it all away at the end there. Uh, 77 starts in the Cup Series, four wins, all of those last season, 21 How top many fives. starts does he have in the... 77. Oh, that, that was the Truck Series. That was the right? Truck Series, yeah. Okay, you said Cup Series. Well, did I? I, I was like, I said wait, truck. he has 77 starts? I don't think No, so. no, 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 in the Truck, <laughs> Truck, 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 Truck Series. Uh, and then five in the Xfinity Series, uh, all last season, and then nine starts, like Cody was just mentioning, in the 42 car when he kind of pulled up after... Carson Ho or uh, off after Noah Gragson was was booted and he kind of held his own. I mean, not he was not necessarily a front runner by any stretch of the imagination, but not bad. I mean, 19th place to end the year in Phoenix. He had a 16th place in Texas, 11th at Bristol, 20th at Kansas. Which, when you look at Noah Gragson's finishes, a lot of those were much better than uh, than Gragson's were. So, I'm hopeful that Hosevar can translate into a good uh, season this year in inspire equipment but i think he's got to check that uh that ego at the door yeah one of those starts too he drove the seven car at nashville filling in for Corey lajoy when Corey was filling in for chase elliott and the nine car when he was suspended and if you remember he was having a very good top 15 day uh until the brake rotor exploded he ended up hitting the wall pretty hard and ended his day and he ended up i think with the last place finish but not indicative of the run he was having inspire equipment now, this 77 car has been absolute trash garbage for years um, with Ty Dillon in it this past season, with, with other guys, Josh Balicki's and, and other guys in and out of it. But really, it was just a pay-to-play ride. They seem to be changing that now. We just talked about all the changes they're making, everything. Uh, we saw Josevar have success in the 42 car after Gregson had a pretty rocky first half of the season. Josevar was very impressive. Um, I, I think Josevar needs to have a Ty Gibbs season would be the most ideal thing for him where come in and, and just be quiet and, and run your race and, and stay out of the way and make friends because he seems to have a lot of enemies and a lot of people that don't love him at the moment. Um, so I think that's the best thing for him. Uh, again, this is another question of how good will this, I think it's going to be a, a drastic step up from what it was for Ty Dillon, from what it was for Josh Blicky. I don't think it's the same 77 car. I think you have to kind of treat it as, as more similar to the seven car. And I think, Maybe he'll have runs like Corey did last season where he's he's flirting with some top 15s and, and maybe even some top 10s. Are we going to be betting on him a ton? Again, we'll see what we get for head-to-head -head market. That might be a, a place where we angle in at him. Again, the rookie side of things, right? So you don't want to go too crazy on a, on a guy. And, and you look at a guy like Barry, and, and we're kind of off of him. Well, you got a guy like Hosovar who, who's got less experience and, and who's in beer equipment. So you really don't want to go too too crazy on – expectations for Josevar either but I think the best thing for him would just be a quiet season run the laps and, and get to the end and not make enemies um, but we'll see uh, he showed a lot of promise in the truck series um, was very good and, and he's had in his in his limited cup series runs he's shown some really good speed and opportunity um, so we'll see how he translates it but uh, probably not a guy we'll be talking about a ton uh, when it comes to the cup series maybe again if you you know if you get Corey and, and Zane and and Carson working together on super speedways, you got a three car team there. There's other Chevrolets around. Like they've got the potential to be really good and take advantage of their opportunities. 
um, to, to gather wins or good finishes on those. So maybe something where we're talking about, you know, you run all three of them for a top 10 at a Daytona type of race. They end up together at the end, all in the top 10. And it's almost like laddering the team to finish in top 10s or however you want to look at it. But other than that, probably not going to be looking at this one too much. But Zane and Carson, both guys, you're going to have your eye on. You expect to have solid careers going forward. Seem to be very talented young guys. So very interested to watch their progression through this this rookie season. And and again, watch Aspire continues to, to, to make next steps for where is this team going and are they continuing to to step up the ladder and, and progress forward as as they have been slowly working their way up. Well, and we also know that Josevar will not have the distraction of trying to win a cup or truck series championship next year too, so he can pretty much devote all his attention to the 77. And listen, we heard the story last year too, Gragson. Every one of his interviews were like, I just want to go out here. I want to run every lap. I want to learn all I can out of this season. And and really that should be what Carson Josevar is after. Don't even get it twisted. I know every single one of these guys is competitive to the bone. There's a, if they want to get out on there and run, they want to run up top, they want to run in front, but some, not all cars are created equal. And, and so I know that the best drivers recognize that they can outdrive their equipment, but sometimes their equipment's not good enough to even outdrive. So I know Spire's going to have a good team. I know they're going to have a nice, solid team. I'm definitely looking at what groups books are going to start putting Josevar in. Uh, like you said, what kind of head-to-heads we're going to get with Carson Josevar because that's the markets we're going to attack with him in there. We know the talent's there. We know that the the ability to to finish well is there. Maturity needs to come along a little bit, and uh, and I think good things are, are ahead for Carson Josevar. So I know we didn't get any win totals. Obviously not going to take any overs on any win totals, even if it's a half a win uh, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, listen, it's going to be a fun story to watch. It's going to be a fun – that whole Spire team, I think, is going to be fun to keep an eye on this season will be a good storyline and, and maybe a good betting line for us as well. But uh, yeah, that it's going to be fun to, to, to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We've reached the end. Is there any other drivers and or anything? Uh, yeah, we could touch on some of these part-time ones just because I, I think they're kind of interesting. Um, Brody Kostecki, we've, we've mentioned him before. He ran a race or two in the, in the 33 for Childress last season. Uh, it sounds like he'll be back for a couple of races with them this season and potentially this Eberus Motorsports. Um, there's not a number. They don't have a charter or anything, but it's an Austra- the Australian supercar team that he races for now. Um, but yeah, like it sounds like they might be working on a partnership with RCR to run some Cup Series races as well. That'll be interesting. Jayskis has the number 13 college car listed as well. If you remember, they did run that car uh, multiple times with Chandler Smith last season. So if you get to that situation of, you know, AJ is going to run some races, SVG is going to run some races. Do they have that third car as well uh, as an option? Potentially um, you've got the 36 front row car out there. It'd be interesting to see if any Ford guys, you know, kind of get, they usually enter that car in the Daytona 500 last year. It was Zane Smith. Uh, you know, who will be that person this year? Does Lane Riggs uh, again, that 38 truck is a front row truck, right? It's the same team. So, does Lane Riggs get some opportunities in the Cup Series already? Uh, maybe not, but do you bring up a, a guy like a Cole Custer or something with out of the Stuart Haas camp to run in those? Or uh, Herbst, I believe, ran in a couple of the races in that 36 as well. So he could be a guy we see. Uh, the 50 car, again, who knows what's going on there. The 60 car, though, with, with RFK, I am interested to see that one. 
sounds like that's going to be their project 91 type of team uh, where, they, where they're going to bring in some special guys. They've got David Reagan coming in for the Daytona 500. That's a guy I'm looking to bet on. He's so good at super speedways, really good in that type of race. Um, and then there's been some rumors of some Australian super guys on road courses, stuff like that. So let's just see what they do with that car. It'll be interesting. Beard will be back um, with the 62 car. Sounds like Anthony Alfredo um, is going to race in some races in that. Maybe Austin Hill will come back in that one as well. Um, BJ McLeod will still be running part-time, even though they don't have a charter. Um, G- Jim Jim Johnson, Jimmy Johnson, I don't know who this guy is, 84. Some hack. Uh, who, so, yeah, who knows who this guy is, but obviously he's the greatest NASCAR driver of all time, seven-time champion. He'll be back in uh, part-time uh, in the 84 car, so we'll love to see that. Uh, SVG maybe in the 91 as well. So that's kind of a, just a summary of quick quick look at the part-time guys. Again, there will be be spots to choose on some of these guys, um, SVG types. He's just his numbers are going to be so jacked up because he won one race. Going to be hard to probably bet on him at any point. Um, but you know, if you get the Austin Hills in the sixty-two car, get the David Reagans in the sixties, get the Billy Herps in the thirty-six. There's going to be opportunities at super speedways, maybe at some road courses, depending on who's in these cars, to bet on them. So they might be cars that we talk about throughout the season, at least. And honestly, give us stuff like give it, give us opportunities to, to even on these part-time guys to throw some money down. Give me, well, obviously they're going to give us Jimmy Johnson because they always give us Jimmy Johnson, but you know, go, go ahead and give us some David Reagan, some Anthony Alfredo's. We'll take those. We, we know how to attack those. Uh, even if you yeah. guys don't. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, hopefully we get them in head to heads. Hopefully we get, I mean, top 10 market. That's where guys like Riley Herbst. I mean, he made us a ton of money last season. He, he got a top 10 in the Daytona 500. He got a top 10, I think, later on Talladega or something. Like, yeah, that's the type of guys we love attacking at these types of tracks. So, um, I mean, shit, the guy in, in the uh, 2311, I didn't mention them, but, you know, if they run the 67 car, they had uh, – who was in that in the 500? The uh, – oh, God, what is his name? I can't remember his name, but he was running like 11th on the last lap uh, until he wrecked out. Uh, oh, Jesus. Why could I not think of his name, Ron? I'm getting to you. I'm getting I know, I know to you're it. looking it up and I should know this. He's a very popular guy. When you say his name, I'm going to be like, wow, how did I forget it? Um, but yeah, he's keep, a, keep, a motorsports legend. Keep so. vamping. I got you. Keep yeah. vamping. <laughs> but you know, guys like that, I mean, he was running 11th place on the last lap of the day, 2500 got caught up in a wreck. So the finish wasn't there, but, but again, like these limited cars, you get such good numbers on these guys to finish in the top tens, finish in the top fives. Travis we'll Pastrana. talk about it when we get there. Travis fucking Pastrana. How do I forget a name like that? Jesus. It's because it, it was it was go. last year. It, I was gonna say, because we are at our one oh six of right, this podcast. Night, it is time, it is time to call this uh call this a day. No, honestly, and, and uh, you're absolutely right. A lot of these guys that we've touched on are all gonna be situational bets, but you know, again, as we start to attack this, as we start to figure out where our head's going to be at for 2024, it's important to keep these driver changes in mind because it affects, it, it impacts how we approach our, our cards and how we approach the strategy as we build to 2024. So again, hopefully you are getting enough data and enough information out of these off-season shows to sort of prepare yourself for what's to come. Uh, I know we are. And, and in fact, honestly, the more we do these types of shows, the better off we're going to be in February, in March, because we'll, we'll put in the reps early as far as who we're talking about, keeping an eye on, on where they're at, what equipment they're in. And uh, by the time we get to February in Daytona, we won't have to do any research because we'll have done it all. 
we'll be ready to just give you the picks and and start going from there. Exactly. Oh, I can't wait. I'm. Listen, we are what twelve twenty. Okay. I believe we're Richard Petty days away from the uh, Clash of the Coliseum. Let's go. We need to hurry up and get to uh, Ross Chastain days away from that. I'd like uh, Cole Custer days away. Yes, yes, <laughs> zero zero. In fact, uh, I love it. All right, well then, let's uh, look. The sooner we end this, the the faster we get to it. So let's go ahead and call this one a quit. Uh, we'll come back again with uh, with another episode for you. Be that tomorrow. I don't think we've decided whether or not we want to do one tomorrow. We may we may call it. Who knows? We got a lot to talk about, so we'll figure out. What the we'll we'll figure out how how we, we haven't got it. that far in our lives yet. <laughs> I'm, I don't even know what I'm going to do ten minutes from now, but uh, exactly. I know it'll be editing this uh, this episode, but anyways, there you go. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll call it a day, and we'll come back again with another episode of the show. But until then, Cody, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on the X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Um, got another underdog uh, article out with defensive player. Uh, uh, oh boy, what are they called? <laughs> Higher and lowers. That's the proper terminology to use. Uh, so yeah, check that out. That's been a lot of fun uh, digging into the defense side of things. Everybody knows the offensive side. You know all the big fantasy players and everything. Digging into the defensive side of things. It hasn't talked me into uh, going into IDP leagues yet, but I like digging on the, the defensive uh, higher and lowers for these guys. It's been a lot of fun. So check it out. Welcome to my world. I love defense and kickers. That that's my that's the the world I swim in, and not not for fantasy purposes. Because yeah, who gives still a shouldn't rat? be in fantasy. <laughs> no, no. Uh, all right, I'm on X at R J Via Gomez. Link at the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here in between media, sportsbook review, I don't know your local street corner handing out picks for money. Is that legal? <laughs> I don't know if that's legal. Hey, like, I'd stop at that corner. I, I might get arrested for that. Like. I mean, it depends on what kind of close. I don't care. We're gone. We'll see you guys later. Till then, <laughs> let's go racing and let it ride.